Let's go to 1 Samuel chapter 20. I want to say thank you to Bishop Littlefield for helping me out Wednesday night. Doing an incredible job. And uh, thankful to have my bishop. And um, I, 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 the Lord's blessed me to talk to a lot of different young preachers. And I've seen a lot of different transitions. Or I've got a bunch of buddies right now that are currently in transitions. Uh, where they are assisting and in the process of transitioning into senior pastor. And um, the elder preacher is becoming the bishop. And it's not always fun and easy. It's just normal. And I have had people in our district look at me and say, you know, you got a good thing. I had a guy tell me Friday night, I wish I had what you had. And I'm thankful for Bishop and Sister Littlefield. And, uh, and thankful that they're so much a part of our lives. They're so much a part of our lives that I have people that look at me and say, now, now he's kin to y'all, right? And I say, well, blood, no. But, yeah, we're family. Amen, amen. So we're, we love them. My asset, you pray for me this week. We are getting ready for holiday youth convention and looking forward to it. But I feel very strongly that I have a word for, from God for this generation of students and young adults. And I just want to be able to communicate what I feel very strongly. So I'm going to ask this church this week, please be in prayer for me. That God would give me the ability to communicate. You can say the right thing in the wrong way. And I, I want to make sure that I communicate effectively the gospel of Jesus Christ. This is the most glorious thing we in this world is this glorious truth. And I don't want to sell it short by coming across wrong. So pray for me this week. Amen. 1 Samuel chapter 20, David fled from Naoth and Ramah and came and said before Jonathan, What have I done? What is mine iniquity? What is my sin before thy father that he seeketh my life? And Jonathan said unto him, God forbid thou shalt not die. Behold, my father will do nothing, either great or small, but that he will show it to me. Why should my father hide this thing from me? It is not so. And David sware moreover and said, Thy father certainly knoweth that I have found grace in thine eyes. And he saith, Let not Jonathan know this, lest he be grieved. But truly, as the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, there is but a step between me and death. Catch that. Highlight it, underline it. That's important to know. David is acknowledging there's just one step between me and death. Then said Jonathan unto David, Whatsoever my soul thy soul desireth, I will even do it for thee. Like I said, I hope I make sense this morning, but I'm going to do my best to preach to us the ministry of last steps. The ministry of last steps. God bless you. Thank you for standing in honor of the Word of God this morning. You can be seated in Jesus' name. <clears throat> now, I know we all look good this morning. Turn to your neighbor and say, you look good. Some of y'all I just helped out, okay? So, amen. If your wife's sitting next to you, that was a perfect opportunity to earn some brownie points. Amen. But let's be honest today. While we look good. There's no doubt that in this room today, I don't have to be a prophet, I don't have to be a discerner of spirits. I know that, that in this room there are people 
who are struggling. There are things going on. You may not have said anything to me, but I know because people I have found are oftentimes in the midst of struggle. I've said it so many times, it's borderline cliche now, but people are in one of three places. They're either in a crisis, coming into a crisis, or going out of a crisis. That cyclical movement of crisis to crisis is really this simplified version of this thing we call life. The truth of the matter is that there are days that we seem to be at our wit's end. We say things like we've reached the end of our rope or we have come to the end of our road. We have found ourselves in dire circumstances, in situations that we cannot control and we struggle. Oh, I know the smile is plastered on our face and we come to the house of God and we say, Praise the Lord, Pastor. It's good to see you. Well, how are you, Brother So-and-so? Oh, I'm blessed or I'm great or I'm good. And and, and there's times. Now, I, I, please hear me today. There are times that we are lying through our teeth Because we're struggling. We're just trying to make it. We're, we know what we have to say. We know we're blessed. We know we, 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 we've, we've had the hand of God on our lives. But if we're just vulnerable for a moment, there's been the struggle. There's the thing that happens. And, and, and we don't know how we're going to make it. Well, I'll go ahead and tell you this morning that if you came to the house of God with that mentality, you're in good company. I know the old saying is misery loves company and I'm not trying to get everybody miserable today but I need you to understand that you're not the only one in the struggle today. There are others today that have been, are, and will be in the midst of struggle. And so if you've come here today with that feeling and you're struggling in your spirit and, and you feel like you've taken uh, come to the end of your road and you're taking your last step, uh, can I go ahead and tell you that you are in good company. You're in such great company that you, you would have belonged to the same peer group, so to speak, as a man by the name of David. David, that incredible, that incredible warrior of olden days, The man himself who slew Goliath and wrought great victory in Israel is a man in a struggle. This man who as a young boy, some believe, many believe uh, to be in his teen years, while keeping sheep for his father, comes in contact with the prophet and the horn of anointing oil is poured on the top of his head. And the prophetic utterance is declared over him in the midst of his family. You are going to be the next king of Israel. This man, David, who has become the darling of Israel. He is the golden child, so to speak, of the nation. He has become the warrior that everybody talks about. The young boys try to emulate. The old men are proud of. Uh, he, he is someone special, but yet in this moment of my text today, he's in the midst of a struggle. Here he is trying to serve not only the king of Israel, but he's trying to serve his father-in-law, the king of Israel. And yet Saul has allowed the bitterness of circumstance due to his rebellion against the word of God to allow him to be twisted to the point that he is attempting to kill 
David. At this point, he has tried to trap him and ensnare him. He has used his daughters as pawns in the game to try to destroy this man named David. And now David is running for his life. Can't even go back home because father-in-law is watching the front door waiting for David to show back up. The assassins have already been hired. The men of Israel are on high alert. We're looking for David and this incredible meeting in 1 Samuel chapter 20 records a secret meeting between David the fugitive and Jonathan the prince. This man who should be the next in line for the throne meets the man who will take his throne and he comes to him as a friend and as a mentor and they begin to commune with one another in the midst of David's struggle. It's here that David looks at Jonathan and says, Jonathan, I don't understand. What have I done to deserve this? I'm in the midst of this struggle and I don't understand it. Can anybody relate to that? I don't get it. Jonathan, I've done everything I can to serve your father, my father-in-law, my king, the man that I want to serve. I've done everything I can, and yet he's still trying to kill me. David goes so far as to look at Jonathan and say, Jonathan, if I've messed up, if I've done something wrong, if there's iniquity in me, I give you permission to kill me. You take care of it right now. There's no use waiting for a trial. There's no use waiting for Saul to do it. You just go ahead and kill me because I want to be blameless before you and your father and before God. It is an amazing moment when he looks at Jonathan and declares this because Jonathan says, David, I don't know of anything. I don't understand it. I can't answer your question. I don't know why you're struggling. I don't know why you're going through that. I don't understand what my dad's thinking. He's just, he's not telling me. And it's this time that David looks at Jonathan and says, well, it's probably because he knows we're friends. But Jonathan, you need to understand the situation it's so dire that there is just but one step between me and death I've reached the end of my road if I take one more step I'm going to perish I don't know if I can make it I don't know if I can make another step and I know I know I know that there are people in this building that you feel the same exact way you don't understand why you're there you don't understand why you're struggling there's just one step between you and a proverbial death whether physically, spiritually, emotionally relationally, financially it doesn't matter there's a step between you and death Uh, well I've come to remind somebody today uh, that the God I serve uh, operates uh, in the ministry uh, of last steps hey my friend when you get to the end of your road uh, and you don't know which way to turn uh, can I tell you about a God uh, that operates in the ministry uh, of last steps Uh, when you've come to the end of your rope uh, can you just tie a knot and hang on uh, Because I know a God whose hand is not slack, who has still got all power, who can still reach into your circumstance. He operates in the ministry of last steps. Hallelujah. Oh, Peter understood and had a revelation of God's ministry of last steps. He knew that there's that you can't take a step so far that God cannot reach you. You see, God, David, under, or Peter understood this because this man who had made mistake after mistake, this man who had had revelation in one verse and a few verses later got accused of being Satan himself. Now, excuse me, I almost fell. These shoes are slick. Praise God. If I fall out, y'all just keep going. We'll, we'll, 
He said, here he is in the same Matthew chapter 18, or chapter 16, he's, he, he's getting Revelation in one verse, he's accused of being Satan in the next, and, 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 and he's making mistakes and he's doing stupid stuff. He's telling Jesus, I'm not going to deny you. And the next thing we hear, he's denying him three times in front of the Sanhedrin. And yet at the end of his life, he writes a letter to the church and says, the Lord is not slack concerning his promises. As some men count slackness, but he is long-suffering to usward, uh, not willing that any should perish, uh, but that all should come to repentance. What are you saying, Peter? I'm telling you, I know I was at the place of my last step. Uh, I almost I almost messed up. Uh, I almost slipped, uh, but God showed up, uh, and he reached down, uh, and he filled me with his spirit, uh, and he gave me another chance. David said, uh, when I saw the prosperity of the wicked, uh, my foot had well nigh slipped. Uh, but then I went uh, into the house uh, of the Lord. Hey, hear me today. David understood there were days uh, where I'd been at my last step, uh, but I knew God was able to show up uh, and show out in my life. Uh, that's why he would declare, uh, you did not leave my soul in hell. Uh, neither would you let your Holy One see corruption. Uh, he's not just talking about himself there. Uh, he's prophesying about the Messiah uh, that the Messiah when it looked like the last step had been taken uh, that the Messiah would rise again uh, after his death hear me today uh, God operates uh, in the ministry um, of last steps Uh, he'll go as far uh, as you need him to go Uh, there's no place he can't go Uh, there's no location his arm cannot reach Uh, there's no region where his grace uh, cannot overcome hear me today Uh, that's why Paul wrote uh, to the church in Rome and said where sin did abound uh, grace did much more abound Uh, in other words when sin was getting humanity to her last steps uh, God showed up uh, and said I'll redeem you uh, in spite of your sin but I didn't come to preach about that Yes, I know God operates in the ministry of last steps. And I don't care who you are today. I don't care how far you've gone. There's no place too far that God can't reach you. And I'll just go ahead and say it. All you have to do is repent of your sins. That's all you have to do is repent of your sins. God, I'm sorry. Then the pastor's going to baptize you in Jesus' name. And then when you come up out of the water, God's going to fill you with the Holy Ghost. It's the ministry of last steps saying, I'll go to where you are. But I ain't come to preach about that. I ain't spent some time there, but I didn't come to preach about that. Because in 1 Samuel chapter 20, God's nowhere to be found. Oh, let's just be real for a second. David's at his last step. If I, There's just one step between me and death. Where's God? Outside of a few references to God. God is nowhere to be found in 1 Samuel 20. We don't see his spirit move. We don't see the glory descend. His man doesn't show up and give a word. God doesn't speak out of a burning bush or amidst of a whirlwind. God doesn't do anything like that. In fact, God himself never speaks. But when God is silent, the ministry of last steps is still at work. 
because of a man named Jonathan. And Jonathan looks at David at his very last step. When David says there's nothing between me and death but one step, Jonathan slides past death and David and says, wait just a minute. (laughs) I'm right here. He looks at David and says, verse 4, Whatsoever thy soul desireth, I will even do it for thee. The New Living Translation says it like this, Tell me what I can do to help you. And I've come to tell somebody today that if you're here today feeling the struggle and that you feel like you've come to the last step in your world, That there's somebody here at Calvary Tabernacle. Forget God for a moment if I can be if I can just say it like that. There's a church body that operates in the ministry of last steps. Come here, Pappy. Come here. Come here. Come here, Brother James. Roll up here. Come here. I want you to get right here. Your death. You're David. Okay? All y'all got to do is stand here. There's just one step between David and death. There's just one step between some of you and your problem. There's just one step between some of you and spiritual or physical or emotional death. And you're wondering what in the world you're going to do. I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. There's somebody... There's somebody. Come on, Memo, come help me. I'm going to get you. Can you stand up? I know. I, I, I know. She, I, here's what I'm going to do here. I know she's an elder, and I know she comes in and can't. Come on, Memo, come help me. But there's somebody uh, here at Calvary that says, no, 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 no. When you walk into this church, uh, when you come in with one step between you and death, uh, there's somebody that's going to step in between uh, you and death uh, and say, death, uh, you can't have them. Uh, what can I do to help you? Uh, death, you can't have them. Uh, you're... Oh, I know you may think you're an elder in this house. I know you may think you're just a kid, but you're a part of a church family that says, hey, death can't have them. We're gonna, we operate in the ministry of last steps. We operate in the ministry of last steps. Thank you. I'm here to tell you uh, there's a reason why uh, we need the church. Uh, It's because when you're just there on the brink, uh, about to go under, uh, when you think all hope is lost, uh, there's somebody that can step up uh, and say, no, uh, I'll be here, Brother Ford. Uh, I'm going to help you. What can I do? Uh, We're going to make it together. I operate uh, in the ministry uh, of last steps. Jesus. Hear me today, uh, Calvary Tabernacle's not going to judge you. Uh, we're here to help you. Uh, I'm here to tell you, you may have come in struggling, uh, but Calvary's here uh, to reach over to you and extend a hand uh, and say, you come on, uh, we'll help you. Uh, we're here to help you make it. Uh, death may be just a step away, uh, but in the middle of that last step, uh, there's a church standing flat-footed uh, saying, not over my, it's going to be over my dead body. Uh, that you... Hallelujah. 
church, now's not the time to stop praying for your brother and sister. Now's not the time to stop encouraging one another. Now's not the time to say, you know what, I just go. No, my friend, it's the family of God. It's the body of Christ. And it's time to step in that last step for somebody and say, no, I'm going to be here for my brother. I'm going to stand here for my sister. I don't care what happens. Jonathan looks at David and says, you tell me what you need me to do. I I know you're at the end of your journey and you think all hope is lost, but you go ahead and tell me and I'll do it. The Bible tells us that they concoct a plan to to discover if Saul is truly against David. And so David goes and hides out and they sit down. Jonathan goes back home and sits down at the feast day. The first day, it's a three-day feast. The first day, uh, Saul doesn't think much about it. The Bible says he even thinks, well, David must be unclean. But the second day, when David doesn't show up, uh, he looks over at Jonathan and says, where's David? To which Jonathan begins the plan. What can I do to help you? Okay, here's what I'm going to do. Well, he's at home. He went home to be with his daddy and his mama and his brothers. He went home to see the family over this feast day. And Saul gets so angry at Jonathan. Uh, He says, don't you understand? Uh, He's after your throne. Uh, Don't you understand? Uh, He's going to be a a problem for you. Uh, And if I don't kill him. And Jonathan gets right in the middle uh, of David and his father. Uh, And he points his finger back at his dad. Uh, And he says, dad, you're out of order. Uh, That boy serves you he's faithful he's anointed and if you met he's and it makes Saul so mad the Bible says that he picks up a javelin he picks up a spear and throws it at Jonathan and says get out of here I wish somebody would hear me you know what a true church is a true church is when the enemy comes in and tries to destroy and a brother gets right up in the face of the devil and says you throw every spear you want to at me you throw every spear you can but I'm going to stay right here and protect my my I'm going to protect my brother and sister because I'm in the ministry of last steps hey 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 Jesus music come we're about to pray hallelujah hallelujah everybody stand we're going to pray here in a minute if you're able would you stand with me I knew I wasn't going to take long this morning Let me tell you something, folks. Everybody's struggling. And if you're not, just wait. Monday's coming. And if you haven't struggled yet, you're going to, and more than likely you already have. You're just in in a a reprieve right now. The battle's hot. The battle's hot. Amen. The battle is hot. It's raging. Death is just a step away. The enemy's after your, your, your soul and your brother's soul and your sister's soul. He's after your children's soul and your grandchildren's soul. He's after. There's just a step between you and death. But in that step, there's got to be an apostolic warrior that arises and says, Hey, you go hide for a second. You go get in the shelter of the Almighty. I'll stand in the gap. I'll stand in the gap. I'll take the punishment. You know, that sounds so familiar. Church, that sounds so familiar. 
It should because it's what our founding father did. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. You know what Jesus did? He ministered in the ministry of last steps on a cross. And if we are the body of Christ, we will learn how to minister in the ministry of last steps. So today I'm not going to give a traditional appeal. I'm not going to ask you to come to the altar. Instead, I want you to grab the hand of the person next to you. I want you to begin to pray. And as you begin to pray, I want you to ask God to help you stand in the step for them. Some of you are going to pray and you're going to feel it's going to be great. It's going to be wonderful. But as you begin to pray, I, 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 I'm going to be praying with you, yes. But as we begin to pray over this congregation, do not be surprised when the Spirit of God tells you and prompts you to go pray with someone else. Do it. I want you to go pray with whoever you feel led to pray with. We're going to pray together as a church. We're going to let each other know I'm in the ministry of last steps today. And there may just be one step between you and death. But I want you to know that I'm standing here for you. Come on, all over this building, would you begin to pray over the person whose hand you hold? Uh, would you begin to ask God to work? Uh, would you begin to ask God to protect and provide and strengthen and encourage? Come on, come on, it's time to minister in the last step. Uh, it's time to touch heaven right now, church. Uh, it's time to reach over and grab somebody around the neck or, or with by the, by the hand and say, I'm with you. I'm praying for you. You're going to make it. Uh, you're going to make it. Uh, you're going to make it. Uh, you're not going to be defeated. Uh, you're not going to be devoured by the enemy. You're not going to be destroyed. Come on. You're going to make it all over this building. Let's pray. Jesus, have your way. I pray, Lord, that your hand would rest on this congregation of beautiful people. God, I'm asking, Lord, that you would begin to work, that you would strengthen their walks with you. God, those that are in the midst of the last step, with nothing between them but death, let them know there's a church that's right there that will not fail to minister in the last step. Come on, saint of God, go ahead and intercede a little bit. Go ahead and do battle right now. Go ahead and pray for that brother. Go ahead and pray for that sister. God's doing it right now.